Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another special More Than Mom episode of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah, you ready to have some fun and let me take control for a while? I am. Drive the bus, Megan. (laughs) So we're going to be doing these special episodes every so often, and um, they're a little different in that they're not going to be as outlined, and Sarah is not going to be the boss. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's really hard for me. You're still the boss. Um, (laughs) But that just means they're going to be a little more casual. Like we're looking at these as casual chats. So they're not going to take the place of our episodes that are more, you know, tip and resource heavy. It's just kind of like us getting together to casually talk about whatever. Last time we talked about nostalgic beauty products from the 80s and 90s and (laughs) 2000s. And today we're going to talk about social media. So we're really going to be all over the place with these. We think they're going to be a lot of fun. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not in charge, Megan. See, oh, right. I ready to- See, and I was ready to let you take over. And <laughs> oh, my gosh, like I have to take over now. Well, it's kind of funny because even though I'm supposed to be driving the outline or the bus, you're the one who made the outline. But because I know I tried not to. You tried. I couldn't re- I you couldn't, couldn't help yourself. It's fine. Well, we so <laughs> we are talking about social media and, you know, we did an episode not too long ago. Well, actually, maybe it was a long time ago. When was that episode? The one that we did about um, like choosing your media wisely and oh, yeah. it was media like consumption. Our second episode ever. Was it? So it's like three Are years ago. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. So it's been a bit. So we talked more there about, I don't know, like kind of keeping it from taking over your life, um, strategies for, you know, not getting too far down the rabbit hole. But we yeah. didn't really talk too much about just like social media as a fun thing. Yeah. What we like, you know, like, what we like about it. Where so, we end up. Like, right, exactly. Where we hang out online. So I want to I want to talk I want to give my trajectory yeah. a little bit about my social media use um, because I just think it's really interesting where I started and where I've um, wound up. So I was a hardcore Twitter user. That was that was really the first social platform I ever used was Twitter. So, so give me a date like anchor 2007. Me. Okay. 2007. Uh, maybe maybe late 2007 2008. I remember hearing about it and thinking it was really dumb. And at the time I want to say Facebook was a thing but like People weren't really active on it in my circles as much. It was just kind of there. And, and people I remember would... it was very driven by where you went to college. And yes. Your, and yeah. Because um, you had to have a call. That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, social network. Yeah. I think around 2007 or 2008 is when they had just opened it up. Yeah. Um, but it took a long time for my people to really get into Facebook. Um, MySpace was still a thing, but I I never got into MySpace. I tried. I just... Or Friendster. Oh, okay. Wait, I was on Friendster. I was on Friendster like in 2003. Oh, wow. Or 2004. So, but I get, it's like, I didn't understand social media. I was used to forums and email lists. Okay. And those were were, kind of an early form, right? They were, but they were like long form people. They had their own language. Like I remember very clearly, um, the conventions that you'd pick up on, like when, if you wrote an entire, if basically everything you wanted to say was in the subject line of the post and there was no reason for someone to open the post, you would put NT at the end, no text because people were still using really slow dial up. So if you didn't do that, they might open the thread and then sit there and wait for it to load and then realize you didn't say anything. Interesting. Everything was, so there were, there were like short form ways to communicate in forums Oh, and chats. I was in an IRC chat and stuff like that. But it just wasn't it wasn't the same because it didn't um 
it didn't like there wasn't like one place to go and see everybody. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, We're like an aggregate, like a watering hole. Yeah. You had to go to your specific, um, you had to go up to your specific like forum and check that forum. And then if you wanted to talk about something else, you had to go to a different forum. Right. And so right, everybody right, right. had these like silos that they were in. So that was very early. And Twitter was my first experience really diving into the idea of mass communication in a speedy way. And I, I thought it was really dumb. And then I got into it and I loved it. Like Twitter was my playground. I would be on there for, I, I think I had, like now I never tweet, but I think last time I checked to see how many tweets I've ever sent, it's like 30,000 tweets. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of tweets. Um, but I would just get, I would just jump in and and you'd have conversations. Like there was entire actual dialogue happening in Twitter yeah. and it was really, really fun. And this was when my kids were little and especially when Clara was a baby, I remember staying up late nursing and tweeting my little heart out. Um, and you were on your computer, correct? I was Not on mobile? my computer. Because that's I, so much of, yeah. I think what's different about how I came to Twitter, Twitter in particular was all mobile for me. In fact, I like, yeah. I still like have no, I feel totally foreign when I look at desktop Twitter. Yeah. Um, and even though you don't use Twitter as much anymore, I actually think it's a great mobile um, platform, but anyway, yeah. but I'm just, because in my mind it's so mobile, but you were on a, on a computer desktop. Or yeah. Laptop. Right. I was always on, almost always on my computer. In fact, in those days, uh, everybody was starting to sign up for Instagram. Like I want to say around 2009, 2010, yep, yep. that was when that was starting to get. And I really resented that it was mobile only. Yeah. And I did not use it regularly until uh, like 2014, yeah. 2015. I just didn't like the idea that I had to be on my phone. I was yeah. very phone resistant. Yeah. Um, when it you came still, to you still stuff. are. I mean, you still prefer to be on your computer. I think you're not. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you absolutely. don't use your phone to get things done or like, no, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Like if I have to order plane tickets, I would never do that on my phone. Right. Something like that, like order, you know, clothes or something that would drive me crazy. So, yes, I really still like computer oriented um, messaging platforms, mm -hmm. but I have gotten into Instagram and I'm going to say, unfortunately, because I kind of hate that I'm on Facebook so much. And it's just it became a thing where like everybody went there. So I went there and was like, well, I guess I have to do whatever. You know, this is where all the people are. This is yeah. where all the conversation is happening. Um, it's still not to me the most intuitive platform and I don't, I don't like having pictures and stories and all that, like all mixed up in my feed. I, right. I kind of like when I go to Instagram, it's just pretty pictures and yes. I love Instagram a lot now. Um, and I like when I go to Twitter, which I forget to do because now I feel like everything on there is advertising. But, um, when I go there, I like that it's just text yeah. or mostly just text. Yeah. I don't like too much mixing. So there you go. There's my like 10 years of, um. <laughs> or however many years of social media in kind of a little nutshell. Yeah. That's so interesting. When you do you like Facebook though? Like I'm curious, like you, um, you, <laughs> you say you end up there a lot. It's no, I don't like it. Yeah. I feel like I have to be there. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of people. And so, so stuff like, for example, I'm in a play and all of our rehearsal information is on Facebook. So yeah. if you're not on Facebook, you don't find out if something is canceled. Like you just don't know. And so I feel like I have to check it yeah. and then I get sucked in and I feel like it, it can be a very negative place. Like I just, it's just a, you know, it's just a tool. Right. Unfortunately it's hard because of the size of it and how many people are on it. It's hard to really like corral it for your own best use. Yeah. I, I think I was able to do that to some degree with Twitter. I, at one point I went through and I like unfollowed everybody, like yeah, every single that. account. And then I slowly 
added stuff back and it's kind of slow right now. I, I would like to get back into Twitter at some point because I just think it's a really interesting platform. Um, so I was able to have some control over that. One day I decided I would like to just unfriend a bunch of people on Facebook that I haven't communicated with in a while. And just the process <laughs> of unfriending people is took forever. I yeah. finally just gave up. Yeah. Yeah. So. I do feel like there's like tips and tricks you always read to make your news feed more how you want it, but it's almost like Facebook makes it purposefully they, um, I, yes, like difficult to difficult do to do. And it takes a long time. It's, it's yeah. time consuming. And I've heard that too. Like if you like certain pages, you'll see those pages more often and it all makes sense. But how much time can I really devote in my life to like, I don't know, managing a social, like one social platform. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so there's all that. So, oh, and I should tell you, I, I still can't figure out Snapchat. But you've tried. I've never I've tried. No, tried. I've tried on multiple occasions. <laughs> it makes absolutely like I feel so old when I'm on Snapchat. It makes no sense to me. I don't get it at all. And even now, well, I'm going to out you, but you've talked about this publicly. Even now that you have learned some um, online dating apps on your phone, I feel like that's like the same target, the same millennial age group as Snapchat. And that hasn't helped at all. Snapchat no, because still- because those, those um, apps work very simply. They're like the dating ones. You like swipe right, you swipe left. Um, What I don't like about Snapchat is there's like stories and like, so there's a way to directly um, communicate with somebody. Like I could snap just you Mm -hmm. or I could put out a public snap. Right. I, I don't find that the interface makes sense. I can never figure out which one I'm doing, which makes me really paranoid. Like, I don't know if I'm. Yeah. (laughs) And. And then there's all these filters and things that people add. And I like can't remember how to add them. Like it just it's not so much the idea of Snapchat. I get what it is. But something about the interface is so not intuitive to me that I feel like every time I open it, I'm learning it again. Like I'm I'm relearning something that I should have. And it should be super simple. Like children do it. Right. (laughs) And maybe I'm not sufficiently motivated. Yeah. I think, you know, well, I feel like every time a new social platform kind of like starts to crop up or get popular. Like the big question is why would I need another one? And it's a good, it's a good question, but yet it's been pretty amazing to see there have been some new ones that have caught on. And so there's something, even though people have their core social media places where they hang out, sometimes these new ones pop up and they become popular. So it is interesting that like they serve some, some purpose to some people. So Um, have you made it, have you made like a, um, a really conscious decision not to get on Snapchat no. or you just don't care? No, I just didn't like feel like learning anything. And I, right. I love Instagram and right around the time when I thought, um, so social media and work overlap a lot for me because, right. and that's not a bad thing. Um, I actually like, I love managing our social accounts for the mom hour, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Katie does life listened, except I do some life listened Twitter stuff. Cause I think Twitter's a great place to connect with other podcasters. And I love Twitter on my phone. It's like, that's almost my preferred. Well, I shouldn't say that. Cause I, I love Instagram. That's probably my favorite, but, um, Twitter is a great, like 30 seconds, like space out. I will yes. pull up Twitter and I'll just like, I'll just see if I have any notifications <laughs> like, uh, cause I have three Twitters. I have myself at powers of mine, the mom hour and life listened all on my phone. And it's really easy to toggle back and forth. And 
I don't read it like you consume a feed. Um, in fact, Brian, so my husband, this is interesting side note, has no Facebook. He has a Facebook, but literally doesn't even log on on his birthday to see his birthday messages. Like never, ever, ever goes on. He, he should probably just delete his account. Um, he does like Instagram. So he uses Instagram. Although He was a later adopter of that. But he really, really enjoys Twitter and mostly to consume news. So like, like political news he's yeah. like a big science he loves science news um, it is great for that kind of like soundbite stuff if there's an yeah. event happening twitter's fantastic for yeah following or a natural disaster natural, i talked yep. last <laughs> recently about like my hometown had some natural disasters and that twitter is the place to be if something is happening live but i guess where i was going with that is Brian really curates his Twitter feed so he can actually go on and read everything that he's missed in the last half a day and read everybody's tweets. If I did that, I would like I'd be there for four days because there's just it's I follow too many people. I follow people that it like I don't really care what they're posting. So I maybe not like I'm not curating Twitter maybe the way you could, but I still like to pop on because I feel like it's um, I don't know. It's just a variety of different things happening. It's easy um, I I post or retweet more um, political things on Twitter because I mm-hmm. feel like it's um, it's a way to use your platform and use your voice that doesn't feel quite as loaded as Facebook to me. I and totally I, agree. And it's I probably because totally people I know in real life aren't really on Twitter. That's the truth is like if I'm being yeah, really honest, I, I care. I, I not not I care, but I um, there's too much wrapped up in like one one reshare of something that might get a firestorm started. I just oh, ra- would would yeah. rather not bother. So I don't do that on Facebook, but I do on Twitter for some reason. Um, and it feels I have enough followers where I feel like, you know, this is this is an important way to share information I feel is important to use my voice to to amplify what other people are saying. So I use it more that way, which is interesting because I don't use my other. So it is it's it's just different. This is making me really nostalgic for Twitter. And I remember to your point, to your point, one of the things that I had a really hard time with when I started using more Facebook and I kind of had to force myself. This was when it was like, look, you're going to I was blogging heavily. And it was like, this is where the conversation's happening. So if yeah. you're going to do this, you have to be on Facebook. So I did. Um, but, but what I hated was the endless life cycle of a thread. Mm, yeah. Like Twitter, I felt like I was so much less of a rabbit hole because I would jump in, engage in a conversation if I wanted to, get out, and then it would die off generally yeah. pretty quickly. And Facebook, just like to your point, if I post something political, which lately I've been doing kind of a lot of because I'm just fed up yeah. with some things. Um people are going to come out of the woodwork and jump on like people I haven't spoken to in 20 years. Suddenly now they have to speak to me. Right. And they have to jump in and they have to like, and then their friends see the notifications and they're, so then they jump in. And then the next thing I know, like it just keeps going, like it never stops and I keep getting notified. So even if I don't care to go back or ignore my notifications, there's just this nagging feeling like I left a conversation unfinished. Yeah. And it keeps bumping to the top of the feed. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I don't that, like that yeah. about Facebook. Yeah. At all. I, I agree. Um, oh, I thought I had another thought about Twitter. Oh, oh well, I, while you're talking <laughs> about Twitter, can I share something really quick? Yeah. Did you know that I was named one of the top 50 funniest moms on Twitter? You were. Okay. So this is important. <laughs> Twice. We were, we, we need to discuss this because I, I know <laughs> I've shared this a long time ago on a podcast episode, but I found Twitter when I had my second baby and got an iPhone. And so mobile, like mobile was starting to get really good. And I was nursing a new baby. So it was 2010, mid 2010. And so Twitter had been around for a while, but really mom blogging was like really starting to 
like it was a thing. Like there were yeah. there were top 50, you know, Babbel had the list of top 50 mom bloggers. Like mom blogging was no longer new. It was like a few years running to where there were, like you said, lists, like 50 funniest moms on Twitter, top 50 mom bloggers. And yeah. I just like, I didn't really know at that time that I even wanted to get into that industry, but I was staying home. I started to stay home instead of work in a corporate environment. And I had an iPhone and I got Twitter on my iPhone and I just followed all of the people who were on lists like you. I guarantee like that's, pro- well, I, I think I found your blog from a Babbel list, but I might've found the Babbel list from Twitter. Like it was all yeah. related. And I just sat there and read really funny, mostly snarky. I really liked like the snarky humor writers, like the more kind of irreverent and like you were, you were like wholesomely funny, but you know what? On Twitter, you were edgier. No, you were edgier thing. on Twitter. So somebody, so they nominated me for this like top 50 funniest moms on Twitter thing. And I was like, well, that's cool. But part of the nomination, um, or part of like the award, like the, they put up a page um, that had like a little snippet about everybody, a little profile, a little bio, and then links to your funniest work. Uh-huh. So they wanted me to give them links to my funny blog posts. And I was like, oh no, no, I don't write funny. Yeah. Blog you posts. weren't a humor writer at all on your blog. Not at all. Yeah. And so they were like, wait, none of this stuff is funny. And I was like, I know on, on Twitter, I was quite hilarious. I was like good at like the, the cutting one liner. Yes. And that's what I, and you know what that is, that still exists on Twitter. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. 
This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I need you. This is now my campaign to get you back on Twitter. (laughs) Okay. Because I do think that the the humor on Twitter and the timing is second to none. And it becomes like an art form, like learning to hone your thoughts down to 140 characters and just knowing like, like any social platform is it's a language. Yes. And if you get out of the language, you get rusty and you yeah. have to get it and immerse yourself in it to really understand it. And I found Twitter to be really, really fun. And I, when I did it, I need to be back in. Well, OK, so now I, I this like gave me like two more new thoughts. So okay. <laughs> in those years, I like tentatively would start tweeting myself, too. So I had like a two year old and a new baby. And like I didn't have really an audience. I'd like sort of started a blog. This was before I even took your writing class. So there was like nobody I knew in real life was on Twitter. And I was just sort of like, I was mimicking or like emulating the funny moms on Twitter, like you that I was following. But what's funny is I use time hop now, which is that app that can show you all of your social media posts, um, from like on this day in history. So we're recording on February 25th. If I pulled up time hop, it would be everything I ever posted to any of my social accounts in on February 25th of any year. So if you are an active social media user, you have to get time hop. It's better than Facebook's memories because that's just on Facebook. And I actually don't post a lot on Facebook, but time hop is every, everywhere. So now when I go into my time walk, I will see these tweets from mostly like 2010, 2011. And they're funny. I laugh at myself. So I get like, like on this day in history, I tweeted something snarky about like breastfeeding or like, and it's just a totally different time in my life. And it's great. I crack myself up. I'll have to. And I, and I also, I also tweeted a lot of like the funny crap my kids said. Yes. Like cute little moments about them. And I would love to have that back now. You need time hop. It's all. Yeah, it's all there. Okay. This we really went. We we like took a a Twitter left turn, but that's a sharp left turn. Well, that's that's okay because this, you know, whole idea is that we could talk about whatever we can. And okay, so my final thing on Twitter is I we do have some listeners who engage with us on Twitter on the mom hour and I love it. Sometimes they, you know, will like retweet our show or like, but it's not a lot. We get most of our listener engagement on Instagram is probably the most active. And then after that, Facebook. Um. So I would love if you guys are Twitter fans, and I think a lot of the people on Twitter are kind of industry folks, like either writers, journalists, other podcasters, that kind of thing. But definitely have a conversation with us on Twitter. Bring it I would back, love that. Baby. Bring me back. Bring me back. <laughs> I want back in. Well, I don't want to make this one too long. We went a little longer yeah. than we meant to last time. Um, but I did want to say, are there like lesser known social media accounts that you use? That, we didn't even talk about Pinterest. Can I we just about talk Pinterest. about that we both don't like it? Right. We just don't like it. Um, you're really good at Instagram stories. I've noticed I'm but still I, kind of trying to figure those out. So it's very similar to Snapchat. I will say. So, um, when you asked me about Snapchat, if that was a conscious decision, um, what I was going to say is right as I was thinking, maybe I should get on Snapchat or get the mom hour on Snapchat. That's right. When Instagram came out with stories and I heard from multiple people, like this is basically exactly Snapchat. I was like, great. I don't have to then join Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. I do. I love the stories. Um, they are time consuming in So here's how I feel about them real quick is I really like the way people use them both for brands. And I do use Instagram definitely as a business owner. And then personally, but I find them, they are supposed to be these short snippets, but I find them time consuming to make. And I also find that they take me out of the present more than other ways I use social media because I am like a big take a picture and then later edit it and say something thoughtful about it on Instagram. That's how I like to use Instagram personally. But the stories are meant to be like real time. And Mm. I find that like 
more than anything else, it like takes me away from whatever I'm doing with my kids. And I'm not I'm not real hard on myself. Like I don't I don't care if I'm Instagramming when my kids are around. But that in particular makes me feel like I'm just totally out, on like, my phone yeah. in a very like um, conspicuous way. Remember when we were in Phoenix, we were talking about weren't we talking about like yeah, we how, took, we how awkward it is to like we're out yes. or something. And know. then we're like, ugh, everyone knows that we're putting this on social media. Yes. Like <laughs> yes. it's weird when people around you know yes. that you're posting to social media or I think yes. that's weird. Maybe that's Well, something. I think it's a little generational. I, I think yes. we're not comfortable with it yet. We're just yes. too old. Yes. <laughs> we're, not, think... we're not, we're not like the age where it's just accepted. Right. Like, there's still a little judgment around it. So, right. I need to do yeah. it like in the, in the privacy of my own house later yeah. and then post exactly. it, which really doesn't make it any better. I don't know. It just feels weird. Okay. That's, I do like the stories, but I, I do, I feel a little conflicted about them sometimes. Well, I, I have not, as you can tell, have not gotten into stories because I let you do it. Yeah. You do it for me. And I don't use, for me, Instagram is very all over the place. Like I'll post randomly and then I won't post for weeks. And I, I flip through. That's like my happy place. socially, yeah. Like social media wise. But I, I feel like, like you don't scroll through very often. Do you? No, like, I don't. You don't open it. And I think it's the mobile thing again. You don't really yeah. like to. I'm be not mobile phone. oriented. I just, no. I, you know, and, and honestly, I don't want to become more mobile oriented. I've thought right. about that before. Like maybe, you know, maybe I should just give it a little more effort, but you know, I'm cool with not always having to look at a platform of some sort. So trying to resist more, much more of that. Um, yeah. To whatever, to whatever degree I can. But I guess if there's a takeaway here, it's I got to get on Twitter. Yeah. And do you look, do you think of Voxer as a social network? No, I think of it more as a communication tool, but it is for sure one of the apps on my phone that I use the most for sure. Do you think it will ever become a social network? You like, know, do you have... think there will be an audio social network? Well, so there's Bumper. Have you heard of that one? And there's um, an anchor.fm. It's yes. another one that I think mm-hmm. is more like a mobile podcasting platform. But and I think I, that's what bumpers are, too. Like bumpers okay. are like audio tweets, kind of like you can do right. real short and people can follow you. Um, so I'm sure our fellow podcasters even know. But yeah. And and Voxer. So have you noticed on Voxer, by the way, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, Voxer is you just go look it up and check it out because it's <laughs> our life. Um, but have you noticed, Megan, if you go to your Voxer profile that you can have like a little like some audio there that's available for anybody to see kind of like a bio like kind of like okay. you know if you went to your Facebook page you'd have some pictures and like your bio and your info so I do almost feel like Voxer's trying to make it where you can like follow people and see what they post publicly almost yeah. I have never used it that way well, but... maybe that's what maybe that's how it will evolve I, I think it's a great tool that obviously I have gotten like everybody I know to use it so yeah and I feel like Voxer brands is quite hot hopping I feel like brands could use Voxer to make announcements or like interact with fans. I don't know. That would be very interesting. Um, (laughs) I know we have to wrap up, but do you have any thoughts on Facebook groups? Because this is a big, this is like a big thing. I love, hate them. Yeah. Much like Facebook. Um, I am a member of so many Facebook groups. I couldn't even tell you how many. There's just, it's ridiculous. I probably should go through and clean house because every production I've ever been a part of every, uh, you know, every class someone's ever set up that I've been part of or I've taught, um, every home party someone's put together. I feel like there's a group involved. Like there's always a group. Are they still active though? I feel like I have a lot lot of them are not technically I'm still in, but nothing happens. Well, right. That's the thing you're in them. They don't, 
they're not they're just sitting there they're not doing anything um but then every now and then someone will just randomly post in one i'm like ah who are you yeah so i like i like that the notification structure is a little bit different like you get you see everything and mm-hmm. i do like that it's really useful when it's something you really need to keep up on but it can i don't know it can yeah. be a little overwhelming and i and i think the etiquette is real shaky around facebook groups like people will just randomly add you to stuff and yes. then then you don't really know what to do yeah, I agree. I think I think like we talked about, there's a language and a and some norms associated with everything. And I really feel like Facebook groups almost are their own platform because yeah. I like I think the norms and the etiquette um, and the rules are different. I think some groups are run really really well. Um, I'm I'll just shout out to the podcast movement, which is a conference we go to, but they have a, a Facebook group for podcasters. I don't even think you don't have to have gone to the conference, so it's really not. The conference it's it's just for podcasters it is huge I mean I think they have thousands and thousands of members um but it's really well moderated and they have people who like will chime in to answer and there's and the reason it's well well run is because there's rules like you can't spam you can't um and that's like one where there's good good technical info discussed but yeah I feel like I feel like the groups could take over your whole feed I I kind of love hate too you can I do unsubscribe from notifications for some groups. And then that way, if I want to go see what's happening, I can, but it's not coming up in my feed. So I also I want to mention Facebook live since we're talking about Facebook. Yeah. So fa- while I am, as you can tell, um, a little bit ambivalent about Facebook, I actually love Facebook live. There's something about that to me that is really fun. Do you watch a lot of other people's Facebook lives? Interestingly, I have started to watch more of them. Um, they do pop up, but they, yeah. they get uh, prioritized in your feed. And I don't watch them when it's like, I don't watch them when I'm because I'm not video oriented. You yeah, know that like we've yeah. talked about that, that we both of us will avoid, avoid getting information from a video yes. if we can get it any other way. Yes. <laughs> but I will find that sometimes like a friend of mine will pop up and they're doing a Facebook live and I'm like, hi, I wonder what they're up to. And I just check in. Um, Johnny and I do them on the radio show. Oh, that's right. From every now and then. And we think they're really fun. So I and you and I have done them and I thought they were fun when you, you think them, they're fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> You get super really awkward. About I them. do. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I d- and Facebook as an entity, I think, really promotes the Facebook lives. They do. So they it's do. definitely if you're a brand, it's a it's a strategy. It's a good um, way to reach people, um, and it's more effective than just putting up a regular post. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this was fun. Well, gosh, that we just covered um, all like ten years of social media. Yes. Okay. So now listeners, you have to come interact with us on social media, either personally, personally, or the mom hour or life listened. I'm everywhere. Megan, you can track her down, get her on. Yeah. I'm Megan Francis everywhere. So, well, everywhere I am, everywhere you are, I'm not everywhere anymore. I think I gave up on Pinterest and I'm not on Snapchats. Oh, Pinterest. Yeah. Oh, Pinterest. I wouldn't we didn't even, even say, say anything we, about no, it. No, we don't even hate Pinterest like people hate on Pinterest. We just no, don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care. care. <laughs> I know. And both of us are like that, which is so funny. I yeah. know. All uh, right, guys. Well, well, hopefully this was another little fun more than mom for you guys. Um, we again, we were hearing that people wanted more of these, but we didn't want to take up the time of our well thought out parenting and motherhood. <laughs> So we decided just to show it up, show up every now and then and wing it. So that's exactly that is what (laughs) this was. So on Tuesday, we'll be back with a regular episode. And um, very soon, we'll be back on a Sunday morning with another one of these. See you then.
Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 